Welcome to Discover Ag, where every week we discover what's new in the world of agriculture. I'm your host, Natalie Kavorik. And I'm Tara Vanderdusen, and together we bring you our professional farming opinions on a mix of entertainment, facts, and trending news articles in the ag and food space. We keep our fingers on the pulse so you guys don't have to. Welcome to episode 66 of Discover Ag. I like cannot believe it's been 66 episodes, but it's a Thursday and we're back to our industry news segment. Um, If you missed it, Earlier this week on Tuesday, we released one of our advocacy episodes. We interviewed Dr. Sarah Fink from Merck Animal Health. It was a super interesting one because we really focused on the packer and processing level and questions about antibiotic use, tracing, um, the big four versus like local harvesting of beef. We covered financial side of packing. So there's just a ton of information in there if you haven't listened. So go listen to it after you listen to this one. I also loved, we talked a little bit about byproducts, which she shared. I mean, I was aware of all the different things that we are, you know, animals are going into, but she highlighted some really cool stuff. So I feel like there is really good advocacy material in that episode. If you guys are doing that and want to bring things to your conversation. And if you're not, there is still, like Tara said, there's a ton of just information and things to think about, um, you know, when it comes to sourcing our food and kind of the food chain. Um, I feel like you love like that was in the question like you were the one that was like we are going to talk about nose to tail like I just feel like you are like (laughs) super into that part of it I mean it's like a total pro to our industry we should be shouting it from the rooftops more I don't disagree I just am I'm laughing at you a little bit because it was it was definitely like a you question Speaking of shouting from the rooftops, have you been following the World Economic Forum that just took place? Mm, Our good friends in Davos? Yes. Uh, I feel like there's a lot coming out of there. Um, A lot of conversation about a little bit elitism maybe around um, their conversations on climate since they all flew their private jets to get there. Yeah. Did you... I don't remember if I sent this to you or not. I feel like I've sent, stopped sending you reels since, I mean, I know you are working on your gratitude for them, but Thank have you, you seen the one all the reels you sent me. where the speaker is talking about how his daughter like called him out about pushing like, um, you know, carbon neutral supply chains and eating meat. And so he called on everyone to like, stop eating meat. Um, did you see that reel? Yes. You didn't send it to me, but somebody else did. And I'm just like, What's his daughter's background? Like, is she qualified to be giving this kind of advice? I kind of want to do a debunk to it. I just, I don't know why it rubs me the wrong way. His quotation, I wrote it down. He said, if a billion people stop eating meat, I tell you, it has a big impact. Not only does it have a big impact on the current food system, but it will also inspire innovation in the food systems. I'm like, what is big? Like, that's so relative to go to a, like, World Economic Forum and speak on stage that's affect you know like your message is affecting millions of people and that's like big impact is what you have um and he also stated in there that he would have to give up meat for 11 years to have the same impact as giving up the flight it took to like get to switzerland or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm just like okay so you're acknowledging the fact it actually doesn't have that big of an impact and yet you're like preaching this to like everyone I don't know and then he talks about he was like we're gonna have protein that is like carbon neutral and all of that and I'm like oh like I know we've talked about this as a lab-grown meat but like 
there's so many inputs into that. Like that mm-hmm. takes carbon to why do people think that that's like a carbon neutral option versus like our cattle out on pasture? Like on what planet is putting, making food in a factory more efficient than like cattle grazing on pasture? Yeah, he was, um, I don't get it. He was cute. It was a cute little statement he delivered. Yeah. <laughs> Almost as cute as, um, did you see in the news that Greta, do you like Greta Thornburg, the actress? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, she got arrested. Yeah. Did you see like the um, controversy behind it? Mm, I don't know. Let me hear it. I, they I, I think feel like she staged, that story. They think she staged it. Oh, I have heard that, that like it looked like such a photo op of her getting arrested. Like if you see, so if the big picture that made the news was her being like carried by like the big guys and like all dramatic. And then I heard that there was like other photos out there where she's like signing autographs and like it was <laughs> a PR stunt. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I've always had such an issue with her. I cannot really give like explanations why or reasonable at all. I just, I can't with Greta. I'm like really wish she would move on to something else besides activism. Uh, Me too. I also like think that a lot of people forget, sorry, I'm adjusting my mic. It's like driving me crazy. Um, I think people forget she's like not a child anymore. Like she's like a grown adult. I think that that like gets forgotten because she started when she was so young that like She's no longer this, like, young kid that we think about. So I feel like that's actually maybe a little bit coming up. She was going – I was scrolling Twitter this morning, and she's trending on Twitter for not the arrest now for something else because she was at the World Economic Forum. And an interviewer was questioning her as she was walking out and was saying – they called her out on something – and half of the comments were like, why are you interrogating and bullying a 12-year-old? You shouldn't be asking those deep of questions. And then everyone else is Isn't like. she like 22 or something yeah. nowadays? And everyone else is like, she's, this is the platform. Like, this is what she's choosing. It wasn't bullying. It was asking a question. If she can't handle answering questions at that level, she shouldn't be, like, act, having an activist platform the size she does. So I do think people are getting a little bit annoyed with, like, the goody tissue Greta. I goody agree. Or even, like. Greta. And kind of, like, the entitled, like, spoil, maybe a little bit, like, I don't know, bratty attitude, you know, like, kind of, I don't know. that thread, there was actually a meme someone made that was, like, Greta shouting to, like, a rally something, and then um, an impoverished kid was, like, next to her and was, like, getting right on that, Greta, to make, like, your, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was showing, like, the disparity, and I was, like, oh, thank you. It It was a great thread. I as always, I enjoyed my time on Twitter. Oh my God. If we, can we get through a podcast where Natalie doesn't talk about how great Twitter is? If we can get through one where you don't talk about LinkedIn. I know. I don't think I talk about LinkedIn as much as you talk about Twitter. You really, like, you are, you're hardcore. Listen, it's up Twitter, and coming. If probably. you guys haven't heard of it, you should really check out Twitter. <laughs> you haven't heard of it. It's like the oldest social media platform know, after so MySpace. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my thing could be worse oh if gosh. you were like if you were like I'm on MySpace again. Like yeah. <laughs> we should Instagram, make MySpace happen again. I feel like Instagram is giving MySpace now with the whole like your posts can have music to it. Like not even just reels, like your posts can have I feel like it's just very MySpacey feel. And if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm sorry that we're that old. We cannot have I guarantee there's not people tuning in that doesn't know what MySpace is. We should pull. Well, actually pull. Let us know on Discover Stories if you don't yeah, know I was gonna what MySpace say, My is. sister listens to us and she oh, absolutely was never no on idea. MySpace. She's, I mean, she's six years younger than me, so. 
Um, speaking of not knowing things, so remember a while back when we featured for our Meet is the Moment, uh, Courtney Fox. Is it Fox? It's Fox. Courtney Fox? Yeah. Yeah. She was Cox. using Courtney Cox. Cox. <laughs> Um, same difference if you listen to me quietly or had the volume down it probably sounded like I said the right word Um, but she used coffee to tenderize meat and we were like oh Oh, how ingenuitive have you do you know who cowboy Kent Rollins is Mm -mm. no he's like this cowboy cook like uh, I would say like your stereo like if you think of a rough and tumble like cowboy it's him he's probably in his like I don't know maybe mid 50s I hope that's right um, anyway, he's very, has, he has a really large platform actually. And he teaches like cow, like cooking. Um, but he does, yeah. I don't know. He's just a cowboy. He did a reel I saw and he used lime juice on his steak and I've oh, never done that either. Yeah. And that was like his number. He had two tips and one was to season properly. And he like went through what he does for seasoning, but then he recommended using lime. And I was like, just so boring over here in my steak steak preparation i'm actually gonna be toning down my seasoning choices for my uh, animal proteins because last night i slightly over spiced the salmon (laughs) and my kids were dying and i was like trying to put on a brave face and so was daniel and we both kept looking at each other being like oh my gosh this is so spicy this is so spicy but we wanted them to eat so we're like it's fine it's like not that bad like drink some milk you'll be fine so uh, maybe lime would actually be a safer choice than like green chili i when you text me that story i was picturing being a part of your family around the table and i <laughs> for sure would have thrown more of a tantrum or cried or like adamantly refused to eat my dinner than your girls would i know i know i would have been like i can't eat this i'm not doing it my kids i know but i think that's why kids in new mexico are able to eat such spicy foods is because your parents just like force you to just deal with it like it was like this is what's for dinner daniel ended up like kind of scraping off like the top layer of salmon and then he was like there it's fine it's totally fine and they did eat it it. they were like it's yeah it's not as spicy now i was like i'm pretty sure their taste buds are just fried so i like maybe we should try lime instead is the moral of that story oh my gosh all right teeing up the meat of the episode i love saying that uh, the top three industry news pieces you guys need to know this week. First up, we have Yellowstone show making headlines in the Wall Street Journal. Um, yeah, I have a lot to say about this, and I actually am going to connect it back to last week and our conversation about fur. So mm. hang on to your cowboy hats. It's going to get good. Our second article is Billie Eilish opens up about her climate activism. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this one, if I'm being honest. I'm kind of um, interested to hear your take on it. Like, I think maybe you've been following this a little bit. You're the one that added this to the the thread, so. And the third one we have is the French dairy considered cow masking to tackle methane emissions. Yeah, I obviously have a lot to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of thoughts. I'm not even going to, don't get me started. Yeah, I feel like that might be, you might have to, like, get me off my high horse on that one also hold on to your cowboy hats for that one you guys apparently yeah that one's gonna be a wild ride but before we dive into all that we want to remind you that every month we host a giveaway to say thank you for listening to discover podcast all you have to do to be entered to win is share our podcast to your social channel wow social channel or leave us a review and at the end of the month we pick one person and send them big of all of our favorite things and we do that every single month so as you're listening be sure to be sharing 
We had a new um, review left over the weekend, and it made me so happy. I shared it to Discover Ag this morning. Um, we also want to remind you that as of 2023, we are officially YouTube girlies. So if you prefer to tune in with video or know someone who is a YouTube fan and think they would enjoy listening to Discover Ag on YouTube, be sure to send them. Our YouTube page is linked in the show notes and be, um, can be found by searching Discover Ag Podcast. Uh, fun fact too, we have our matching, if you're watching the YouTube, we have our matching Discover Ag outfits. We're like official girlies. I was just going to say that. You read my mind. Um, also, if you're watching YouTube, I'm sorry if I look haggard today. I am downing my McDonald's Coca-Cola to get caffeine as fast as I can. And this is Natalie's fault because you have me addicted to that TV show. I'm trying to catch up with you. <laughs> and I literally stayed up so late. And this was like not the day to stay up late. Like we have so much going on today. I like made a massive mistake, but I'm trying to catch up to you on what is it called? Jenny and Georgia. Yeah. You're not going to, cause I'm flying through season two. So you're going to be in my, the dust until it ends. I literally think I stay up to like 1am, but I, I need to I, send I you, two. I need to send you better greens. I am ordering you. I'm going to send you an order when it shows up in the mail. It is from me. They have a caffeinated version. I'm going to send it to you. I think you should try it. Okay. I'm willing to try it at this point because I'm actually doing a 12-week nutrition program with Nutrition at its Roots, and I told her last week I would give up Coke, and here I am drinking a McDonald's Coca-Cola Monday morning, literally in the Blast McDonald's drive through at you are. Could you, like, more socially put out there to her that you are <laughs> going against what you – like, most people try and hide it, and you're like, let me go on a job. podcast and talk about how I lied. <laughs> Listen, I don't lie to my nutritionist. I'm like, I'm terrible. I am sorry. I'm doing the best I can. And this morning's best I can involves a Coca-Cola. So there's that. All right. We also want to do a podcast shout out before we get into our industry news pieces. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for this. As Tara and I have been growing and learning more about the podcast industry, we have joined like podcast groups and newsletters and just been like connecting with a lot of people in the podcast space. And in doing so, we discovered a new one out there called Discover More. Discover More is an independent podcast for thinkers seeking valuable life stories with practical mental health insights. The host is a pen educated policymaker turned psychotherapist, and he aims to highlight the magical relationships between healing and the optimal human experience. Recent episodes feature topics such as the practical application of hypnotism, why spirituality is a marketplace, how art is the masterclass of life, and the danger of cognitive rigidity. For anyone who has ever felt lonely because you are interested in wide-ranging topics and conversations that many can't relate to, or have been searching for valuable life stories with practical mental health insights, tune in to Discover More wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, diving into the top three industry news pieces you guys need to know this week. First up, the headline of Out of Wall Street Journal, we have Yellowstone has suburbanites dressing like cattle ranchers. So Ryan Capolbo's life is nothing like that of a rough and tumble cowboy. The 34-year-old spends his days toiling over foster care cases, not tending to cattle. And he lives in Dobbs Ferry, New York, where people ride commuter trains, not horses. Yet on any given day, this suburbanite dresses like a hardened rancher in Ticovo's Tacovas, sorry, cowboy boots and a snap button shirt. I've definitely adopted a very Western style to my wardrobe. The catalyst for Mr. Capalbo's rustic fashion sense, an obsession with Yellowstone. Paramount Network's horse and handguns drama that is in its, that's funny, in its fifth season is the most watched scripted TV show. So that's wild. It is. My question to you, my dear co-host and wise one. I feel like in the ag circles, it's kind of a running debate about 
do we like Yellowstone or we don't? Like, do we like that kind of what this article is saying, that it's exposing people to the Western culture again? Like, it's giving West a big Western moment, right? It is the moment. Right. Um, or do we not like it because in a time when there is already a disconnect about the realities of farming and ranching, um, the show could potentially feed into, like, stereotypes and, like, further perpetuate false ideas. I kind of have a lot to say about it. I feel like the first is ag is not, like, unique in this. Like, if you are have ever talked with, like, a surgeon who has watched Grey's Anatomy, they're like, oh, my gosh, there's so many inaccuracies. Or if you ever have talked with, like, a detective about, like, law and order, they're like, oh, my goodness, it's, like, so not true. Like, I'm like, literally every TV show that is out there is, like – doesn't always do a good job of representing that industry. So I feel like ag thinks like we're the only ones that are misunderstood sometimes. And it's like, mm, no, I think like probably every TV show gets it wrong to some degree. So I think we like care a little bit too much instead of just being happy that like people are talking about ag. And I don't know, like I'm guilty of this too. There's this show called The Ranch. Have you ever seen it? It has Ashton, mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher in it. Tad loves I remember it. I watched the I watched the first episode and was like, this is so stupid. It's so inaccurate about like ranching life. And I stopped watching it. And Dan kept watching it. And he was like, it's actually like pretty good. Like you should have given it more a chance. And so I know I'm guilty of this, but I just think we're like judging it like too harshly. And instead As of being like, who got through pharmacy school solely because watching House episodes. Mm. You ever watch House? Oh my gosh, I am like a house stan. I loved uh, house. I'm just joking. There, I mean, you have a valid point. There are when it, whether it comes to whatever industry it is showcasing. I think we forget, like you said, that this is an entertainment show. Like that's yeah. the root of it is, is entertainment. Hopefully, people like the article featured. I introduced the first guy they highlighted, but the article also like interviewed like three or four other people and highlighted how obsessed they are with the culture. Hopefully, I think they remember and understand that it's entertainment based. Um, But yeah, I think it's pretty cool that we have something out there that is pushing people's interest in, you know, our world again. It reminds me, though, of like, when was this? Was this in the 80s? When we had Urban Cowboy, yeah, 1980, Urban Cowboy with John Travolta, like, did a similar thing. Like, everyone in the city was, like, dressing cowboy after that and, like, wearing felt hats. So, like, this is also not the first time this has happened. Like, I know I have some cousins who live in San Jose, and they are, like, deep city people, and they dress very cowboy. And when I asked them about it, they're like, well, my dad got really into it in, like, the 80s because of Urban Cowboy. And, like, that's what they, like, attribute to still being involved. And now they're, like, have chosen more... Like, not necessarily ag, but, like, construction, just, like, more jobs that I feel like are kind of, like, blue-collar. And I just think that's interesting. So I think we shouldn't, like – we have no idea the impact it will ultimately have on people. One so other I think thing it's a good thing. this article made me think of that I hadn't – I kind of, I think, like, tip of the iceberg thought about it. But this article made me go, like, layers deep thinking about it is the potential of, like, revenue it's potentially bringing to, like, small businesses in the Western industry. So the article highlighted um, the owner of Greeley Hatworks, which if you are into Western fashion, you know that Greeley Hatworks is, like, a pretty – I'd say it's, like, a pretty – I don't know if common name is the right word, but I don't know. Like, it's a pretty, like, well-known, revered uh, name. And he was talking about how he cannot keep, like, the rip, you know, the quotation rip hat – in stock and there's also like a I think a John Dutton hat and so it made me start thinking about and like they mentioned a fur jacket that one company can't keep in stock either 
and just made me think about, I don't know, like that revenue, which probably a lot of them are going to like boot barn wrangler, like larger names, you know, but maybe they are finding like small Western boutiques to support that are, you know, having that same fashion that they can source from. And I was like, that's pretty cool to think that maybe it's driving income to those small businesses in the Western industry too. Yeah. So that's actually my fact I wanted to bring up is I had never thought about this, but felt hats are made out of fur and they're made out of beaver and rabbit furs. And they're getting, um, this was Stetson was saying in an article, I ended up like just down some crazy rabbit holes, no pun intended there for rabbit fur. Um, but Stetson's having a really hard time sourcing some of the fur from the United States because of limited fur production. But a lot of the fur that comes out of Europe is first meat. So I thought you would be happy to know that a lot of it goes to meat and it's rabbits, um, rabbits and beavers, I think it said, are the two like most popular used for felt hats. Um, But it was kind of an interesting thread of like, just not always like I, I have a felt hat and I've never really thought about like where that product came from. Some of it's wool, um, but just kind of interesting and how um, the limited fur like market here, or I don't even know how you would describe it, um, is impacting like Stetson hats. I 100% did not know that. And now I'm like, where are the people who should have called me out on my hypocrisy for being like, I have a problem with that. Not me meet first as I have like seven cowboy hats. And <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to be the one to say that, but I'm glad you brought it up. I sit on a throne of hypocrisy lies. <laughs> A throne of lies. Uh, uh, so. That was my fun fact I thought was kind of, I don't know, just kind of interesting. So when we found this um, article, it was shared on social media. There's also another one we found about Yellowstone on social media. That one yeah. we did also have a lot to say on. And I think we decided we're going to do it actually a debunking reel, kind of like we did our three-part New York Times one. So you guys should watch for that because this Yellowstone article actually had me super fired up. Like, I kind of like this one. I think it's cool what it's This doing. one was a little this more one? lighthearted. Yeah. Yes. The other one, the one we chose not to cover because we're like, that is a lot I'm of negativity. Say about it. I think yeah. we're going to turn it into a debunking reel. So you guys should watch out for that. I know. We need to work on that. We need to get that content generated. All right. Our second news piece you need to know this week, Billie Eilish opens up about her climate activism. Quotation, I just do it in the best way I possibly can. While Billie Eilish expresses a rebellious spirit in her music, she doesn't often express her political opinions. However, in a recent interview, the happier than ever singer shared her thoughts on climate change and how she tries to improve the environment in the best way she can. While Billie Eilish isn't associated with climate activism, there are many things she does in her day-to-day that reflect a passion for protecting the environment. This passion she learned from her mother, Maggie, who raised her children as vegans and works hard to make Eilish's tour more sustainable. So when I found this article and you were like, I don't have a lot to say to it, I've actually been deciding which direction I want to take the conversation because there's kind of two things that stood out to me. I think what I want your opinion on and what I'd like to discuss today is opinion on celebrities using their voices on personal matters like this. Yeah, I think that I have a hard time with that. And I, I've i actually, this is interesting. I called out a few celebrities a while back, like on my social platforms for like sharing like misinformation around climate, you know, activism. And um, somebody like called me out back and were like, well, you talk about like nutrition and you're not a nutritionist, like the benefits of like animal protein and diets. And I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But I just think that a lot of times with celebrities, they have no background in these things and they just say something 
whether it's, you know, well-intended or not, or whether they're promoting a product or whatever. And they have such a platform for being able to amplify messages. But if they don't get it right, like, it impacts so many people. Um, so I don't know. I think that's kind of – I. so I don't love it. I mean, I. but I get it. They're obviously going to talk about what they're passionate about. It just sucks when it's kind of misguided. Yeah, I don't know how to regulate free speech. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. I – and I – I have the same thoughts. I kind of feel like a chilled child, like throwing a tantrum, but I just find it so frustrating. A lot of, like, I think a lot when I think about celebrities using their platform and to share narrative, I think of Ellen DeGeneres a lot and then Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's just so unfair. I'm not saying they shouldn't have the right to talk about like what they're doing or what they personally believe. Cause like you and I do, that's what we do here. But I'm like, man, they have, like, such a leg up. They get to start on, like, such a large platform. Like, Ellen DeGeneres, how many millions of viewers tune into her show every day? Like, if someone in ag, like, can we get, like, an even playing field, I think, is kind of my, like, <laughs> again, I'm just, like, Your face throwing, right now. I know. I'm, like, throwing a tantrum. Like, I want a stage two, you know? But it, I just feel like, I think it's overwhelming. Sometimes I feel like it's we're up against so much to combat like Joaquin went on his whole spiel at the Global Globe or Golden Globe, whatever Global award Globe. show it was. I'm like, how many pe- millions of people were tuning into that? You know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious to see what you what your second piece is. Well, my second piece is I. So the two original articles were kind of just talking about like how she casually goes about climate activism, which I thought was interesting because I never connected her to the industry like climate either so I was like oh wow she must be kind of casual about it so then I did start researching googling like her stance what she's talked about like how does she talk about it how often and then it got me down the second rabbit hole which I was like do we want to talk about it but she has done quite a bit for like again promoting the vegan lifestyle she's been involved with a huge organization that is getting plant-based meals into the schools um and going back to what we talked about in the opening with the Davos I don't know if it's Davos or Davos, whatever. No one knows probably. Um, like the fault, like just a blanket statement. The real, one of her recent reels she just did at the end of December or end of 2022, she said, end quote, shifting our diets toward more plant-based foods can have a major impact on climate change, end quote. And then oh she my went gosh, into the more, all the things. I'm statement. like, it's just so like, why can't we get yeah. away with being like, Cows are good, end quote, and then have it go viral and everyone believe us and buy, you know, animal protein. I know. And I think that's interesting because she talks about, like, how much of waste goes into, like, what she does with, like, touring and, like, all these products. And she's like, obviously, I shouldn't be creating, like, clothing. I mean, she's basically creating fast fashion by having, like, a concert t-shirt for sale at her concert. And so I just am like so, – and she admits that. And so I'm like, so you are picking and choosing which – industries it's okay to be wasteful and which ones aren't you know like i don't know i'm just she worked with nike to create vegan air force ones I'm like oh what went right. like on one hand you have a reel that says don't eat meat because it's bad for the environment and then the other hand you're gonna go create vegan shoes that you know is all synthetic material obviously because it's vegan yeah do you and think they are aware of that material? or do you think it's like lack no, of education like she aware. doesn't really get it no i don't think they totally get it at all actually um, which then goes the back to like, should they have the platform to talk about all this stuff if they don't even get it? I know. But like your original statement, can't control free speech. Free speech. Hashtag free um, speech. What did you think about the whole convert part of this conversation about not having children? 
So a big, like a lot of climate activists are not having children because obviously like the number one thing that causes climate change is just like more people, you know, stuff like clothing, food for all that next person. And so I thought it was interesting that she was like, I will have a child when well, other like celebrities you, have said no. Well, like you said, she's kind of picking and choosing, which is fine. We all have the right to do that. I, my issue with her, what came to mind for me when I read that wasn't actually about Billy and her stance. It was about, they called out and referenced Miley Cyrus and said that she refuses yep. to even think about children until people address that climate change is real. And I think that's a whole rabbit hole we could go down to. Maybe we can see it for another episode. But the idea that we need to like, I don't know. I just have a lot to say. And I think a lot of things about people who are saying that like we need to recognize this and do all like take these actionable steps and think that we're denying it. Like what Miley Cyrus' statement actually triggered me more than Billy Billy's Eilish's statement. Yeah, they included a statement from Prince Harry and Meghan Markle as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was like, like you trying to SEO high or something like just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Harry and Meghan Markle right now when everyone is like Googling them. Um, so it was interesting to see what names they threw around in there. Um, but apparently Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have the two, two max rule or something where you only have like two children to like replace, you know, you, I don't know. It is, it is a rabbit hole that we probably don't want to get down, but I, I just always think that child aspect of having or not having children is um, adds a layer of complexity to the climate activism conversation. Well, and then you could enter the whole conversation of like what's happened to China when they regulated and now where their like population decline and how that is going to like potentially affect like long-term effects of it. So very interesting. I think we didn't India just passed China as the most populous country in the world or it's about to happen. Oh, I'm it's sure happening. because ever since China yeah. implemented that, their like numbers are trend like they're going backwards mm -hmm. substantially. Um, but I think we should try that Meghan Markle, um, Prince Harry SEO trick. Like we should start embedding that in oh our blog today. Post. Literally, yeah. today's title of this episode is going to be "What Meghan and Harry Think of Steak." Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, just just put that out oh there. My gosh. It's gonna be All great. Right. Watch it'll be like our most downloaded episode ever. <laughs> Our third and final mystery news piece you guys need to know this week, Dairy Giant, is it Dannon? Dannon. Um, Danone. It is Danone. <laughs> it is? Danone. I oh. think there's Dannon, but then there's like Danone is the parent company okay. that owns like other things. I okay. don't know. Headline, Dairy Giant Danone vows to slash planet warming methane. French, fr oh my gosh, French food giant Danone said Tuesday it would slash planet warming methane emissions by 30% by 2030, vowing to change the way the cows it uses are raised and milked. So we originally saw this, or at least I did on Fox News, and I think it's starting to trend a little bit in ag circles mostly. I got sent the Fox News reel of it, like the social media um, and I've had other followers send it to me and I've seen other people sharing it to their stories. So I don't know if this is trending in ag or trending outside of it. Um, but I'm here curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the things I've seen online, like show like literally a mass, like what we wore at COVID over cows faces. And that is obviously not what this is it is like more like a gas mask of like you know it has like plastic and like 
it converts methane into carbon dioxide and water. So I'm kind of like, where's that's still a greenhouse gas. And, it, and then carbon dioxide is a long-term gas. It's not obviously as powerful as methane, but like it lasts in the environment so many decades longer than methane. So anyway, not to end up down that rabbit hole, but um, I feel like there's just, I feel like there were some like uh, videos that were very like just trying to get people like really riled up without actually giving them information about what it was. But I would say the practicality of this seems really dumb, if I'm being honest. Like, we're really going to put a mask on, like, you know, the dairy that right now when we're recording the podcast says 2,000 cows. We're going to put a mask on 2,000 cows, and they're not going to fall off, get broken, get stepped on. Like, there's just – I'm like, there's so many other ways we could be investing, I think, in technology to improve methane emissions in cattle um, than, like – a mask, I think. And also I have a fact because it said, uh, Danone said they wanted to reduce methane emissions from cattle by 30%. In the last 10 years, dairy has reduced its carbon footprint by 19% voluntarily on its own with like other practices, just improved animal welfare, improved genetics. So I'm kind of like, like, where is that headline? That's like, wow, dairy has reduced its carbon footprint voluntarily by almost 20% in the last 10 years. So I agree. I think Fox News is like stirring the pot like they did with Lucky Charms and beef. Like they're creating something out of nothing. The one of the news article I looked at, you're right. It was not even a real cow. It was like a sculpture of a cow. And then it showed it with like a human mask on it. And then um, it had it duct taped around it. And at first glance, if you do kind of scroll just quick beyond that, it actually, it took me like reading the article a couple different times, like reviewing it to prep for this to recognize like, oh my gosh, that's a statue. I thought maybe they just photo opt, like um, created a photo or photo opted that. But I was like, oh, it's a statue. Um, Fox News did though. They went and interviewed a farmer and they did as part of like the actual segment because I looked it up on Fox News or maybe I watched it. I can't remember. But they did put a real-life mask on a real-life cow in that segment where they interviewed the farmer or rancher. And so I'm like, yeah, they're for sure just creating something out of nothing. Because like you said, if you scroll the article, it's actually like a – I think it was created out of a um, university in UK. Like the Yeah, they Royal won an award. Okay. Um, yeah. So that triggered me a little bit about it. I was like, okay, this is a false – like buzz um but then what kind of made me upset too is they are well they kind of did the same thing like in the article if you read it Danone's quoted that they're considering of um let me find it here that it seek to cut its methane emissions by using cow breeds that emit less methane improving cow diets prolonging their milking periods and capturing emissions for manure to be used for biogas so they like had a whole bunch of different things it's like almost they had a conversation with them that was like hey are you open to reducing your emissions and they the company's like yeah and then they're like okay here's some ways to do it and they're like okay cool they all seem good we'd be interested in all of them and then the news was like let's pull out the mask one and make something controversial out of nothing you know, yeah. I mean, because I think people in agriculture are seeing this and they're kind of like annoyed or frustrated. Like we can't put masks on our cows. But really, if you actually read the whole article, I'm like, this is what ags should be already doing. Because like we're, it's talking about sustainability, different efforts, like being innovative yeah. and doing things to reduce our carbon footprint. So I'm like, actually, it's very pro ag. They just pulled it out and twisted it a little bit to make it seem like, I don't know. Did you catch, though, the one piece from the prime minister, the new prime minister of the U.K.? Uh-huh. 
that he announced it, that the world's first levy on the nation's 6 million cows and 26 million sheep last year is a step towards tackling climate change. So we're back to that conversation of like taxing the cows. Well, um, so there was a statement in there that said Danone's consideration of cow massing is the latest assault on global farming practices. And I was in my head, I was like assault. I was like, let's talk about what the New Zealand prime minister is doing or the Netherlands or like this example. I'm like, that's assault on farming practices, like potentially investigating whether the cows can wear a mask or not. I wouldn't qualify that as like assault. Yeah. Like new technology and innovation. Maybe. I mean, I think it's like kind of a a dumb innovation. I don't want to say that. It's probably really cool and I should learn more, but I I just, I don't think see it as most practical. I don't think that's bad. I don't ever think innovation and technology and ag is going to be bad. Um, The levy though, or the tax on this is so interesting to me. I don't understand like why you would tax the farmers who are providing a product to consumers who are wanting a product. Like if I guess in my mind, if you're going to do a tax, wouldn't you tax like on the food itself in the grocery store so that consumers wouldn't want to buy it and it would like change their habits? Like, I don't, I don't understand where or why we're taxing the farmer on this, I guess. Well, you could enter into conspiracy theory, theory territory, which would be like that they don't really care about that. They just care about ridding animal agriculture because then by taxing the producer, you make it so that it's not sustainable from an economic standpoint to like run the numbers and be financially viable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an interesting. Cared about it. There's a lot of other like ways to do it beyond the one. Yeah. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. I just am like, I don't, I guess I don't understand. Like, I mean, I do understand the taxing. I just am like, I, yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to be logical about it when really the end goal is just to end animal agriculture. You know, like there's not going to be a lot of logic in that conversation. Well, potentially, yeah. We don't know that for sure, but. Um, the people who designed this won the um, prestigious Prince Charles Prize. So I think Prince Charles is kind of, I, I haven't read a ton on him, but I think he's kind of an advocate. I mean, I know he's a climate like activist, um, but I think he's like pretty pro on reducing animal ag as well oh interesting i had no idea that will send me down a rabbit hole i know i think we need to go down that rabbit hole because i need i need more information on that before i can like give solid facts to our discover family speaking of another seo title we could just do the royal families you know thoughts on (laughs) agriculture there you go. We did, we'll just blanket everybody. Like, if you're not interested in Harry and Meghan, maybe you're interested yeah. in Prince Charles. Maybe we'll throw Diana in there. Like, the just queen list them all. drank raw milk every year. I mean, I'm sure we could talk about that if we wanted to. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, that is it. all we have for you guys this week. Thank you for listening to Discover Ag, where every Thursday we cover the top three industry news pieces you guys need to know this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it or leave us a review. If you want more during the week, you can always follow us on Instagram at discoverag underscore at Natalie Kovarik at Tara Vanderdeusen. We'll see you guys next week. 